Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Mundo here. Thanks for downloading this week's podcast. Please do leave a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie if you do that. Just email me a screenshot of a ra- of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get it right in the mail for you. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the show. Well, we roll right along on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And let's say hello to Tim Fitzgerald, friend of the show. Of course, the publisher of gopowercat.com does a fantastic job, his whole team does, covering the Kansas State Wildcats. And uh, Tim, let's get to spring ball. Of course, the uh, spring practice coming up this weekend. No game for the Wildcats. But let's start with basketball because this team, co-Big 12 champs, then disappoints in the NCAA tournament. A lot of turnover going into next season. Uh, what is the state of this program under Bruce Weber right now? Well, they, they kind of go through these waves where they hit a reset. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a third reset under him that they'll go through next year. But I think they've advanced the program enough now where, um, you know, when they had to hit the reset after the debacle of the Marcus Foster recruiting class and he wasn't the only one that went bad in that group there was a whole bunch of guys that were left the program after that season you know they went five and 13 in the big 12 and that's you know that was probably only acceptable because those who knew what happened in the program really didn't lay that completely at the feet of the coaching staff uh now this is kind of a normal reset you've got a bunch of seniors you got to go find some guys that uh, can go help your program. And I think they're in a better state right now. I think they they have more stabilized expectations. They have a better locker room. And uh, guys will be walking into a situation where they can adapt to existing expectations and not create their own. So, you know, credit the three seniors that just left because they really did help kind of turn the program back into the right direction after that southward turn and the middle of Bruce Weber's era. Now, what do you think, though, Tim? I mean, is there I, – I believe a lot of people, and the fans included, who soured on Bruce Weber just a couple of short years ago are now kind of back on the uh, train, so to speak. But is there something to be said for instead of having to hit that reset button, which you mentioned K-State's now doing for a third time during his regime, where there should be more of a reload uh, per se, or are we kind of just splitting hairs on that? No, I think there's an important distinction to be made there. I, I think that's exactly what uh, K-State needs to be transitioning to right now. Mm-hmm. They literally had to reset, and and they hit the right notes. They found the right group of kids. Uh, I would argue they haven't found enough of those kids that what separated Tech and K-State were some intangible things, but mostly at the end of the day it was Tech just had more dudes. They just had a few more answers off the bench, and also they didn't have the misfortune K-State did with injuries, but – I, I just think that uh, K-State now needs to have a higher expectation for what it should be. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I I would even argue that I set that bar pretty low at being above average in the Big 12 and, you know, being one of the top 32 teams in the country uh, in terms of how you play in the tournament on a regular basis. So that means be above 500 in Big 12 play, uh, try to go win that first game in the NCAA tournament, uh, I don't think those are overwhelming expectations for 
a program that has a history of Kansas State. What do you make of the status of the Big 12 as a whole right now? Uh, you know, you get to the national championship game, of course, Texas Tech ends up losing. But the Big 12, the Ken Palm rankings had them as the top conference in the country this past year. When you look at Big 12 basketball, uh, top to bottom, Tim, how do you think it should be viewed by the rest of the country? Well, I think the brand was on pretty good display this year, even though K-State clanked in the tournament, they were a big part of that brand, Mm -hmm. that it's a really tough conference. They're going to dig in and compete with you. And, um, you know, uh, what Tom Izzo said after that Michigan State game, that they were out-toughed, you know, for the first time in a long time by another program. I think that shows how rugged the Big 12 is. And and I would go as far to say, and I've got a column at Go Paracat about this, is that uh, programs such as Kansas State and, and other programs, with one notable exception, of course, in the Big 12, should thank Texas Tech because they showed it's possible. It's it's right there. Uh, there isn't the huge gap between Kansas and the rest of the conference that often goes on to the, you know display. It, it, someone else can make the run. Someone else can do it the right way find the right group, and make a run. And honestly, this one's going to haunt Texas Tech because they really had that game uh, to win, and Virginia just seemed to always have the answer this postseason. Mm-hmm. So it was a solid message for the conference, both internally and externally. Uh, and uh, I think uh, K-State uh, can learn from it, and everyone else in the conference can learn from it, that you just got to hit the right notes, and, and you can be there too, that the, the gap from – the very top of college basketball in the U isn't as far as maybe sometimes you perform to. Tim Fitzgerald, publisher, gopowercat.com, does a fantastic job with his team covering the K-State Wildcats. Let's talk about spring football. We have uh, Coach Kleiman, of course, in town. The uh, Not spring game, I guess spring practice is taking place for the public and whatnot this weekend on Saturday in Manhattan. But uh, the Kleiman regime, Tim, what are the biggest differences you've seen during spring practice between how he runs this program and how Coach Snyder ran it? It's a lot more relaxed, and that's not to be interpreted as a lack of discipline. Um, there's less attention to details that one can argue uh, might have mattered more at one period in time, but really doesn't now, including the music played at practice and, and the length of hair and I think there's a sense now that the kids want to be kids and, and be able to do some of these things and uh, go out and, and and have some fun with football. And I'll tell you this, they're having a lot more fun playing football right now than they have uh, in a long, long time uh, within you know the rotating group of players that have come through veneer. Football really was a job under Bill Snyder, and uh, that certainly had its successes during different times. But uh, I think at other times, it kind of put a cap on how far the team would go because, you know, they couldn't get enough good players to buy into that. They, they had problems recruiting. Uh, they had a lot of transfers as of late. Uh, times changed, and uh, this new staff seems to be really meeting those changes. But as you know and everyone else knows, it comes down to wins and losses, and we're not going to find out if any of this is, you know, actual tangible things that are helpful to the program or just window dressing until they get on the field and start winning and losing. So, I mean, this is now obviously Skylar Thompson's team, uh, you know, with Alex Dalton transferring out. How was, how has he looked this spring and what progress, if any, have you seen out of him that you can tell? Uh, you know, I think the most remarkable thing about Skylar is his buy-in. Um, 
he was recruited by North Dakota State. He knew the system. He knew the coaches. He, he knew what it was about. And nobody probably was happier about this hire, short of uh, Chris Kleiman and Dean Taylor, than Skylar Thompson. Uh, he has blossomed into the kind of leader we knew he could be. Uh, he is probably fits this system, which is different than K-State's, but not radically, a little bit better than maybe he did Bill Snyder's offensive system. Uh, again, we won't really know until the you know the game starts happening. But uh, I'll, I'll say this in a, in a weird way, and this usually isn't a positive trait, but it it's one that Skylar Thompson just possesses for whatever reason. The competition with Alex Delton didn't do him any favors. He found himself always looking over his shoulder, worrying about uh, you know the the actual operation of battling for the playing time and worrying about those things. Now it's his job, and he seems to really relax into the, the throne, so to speak, and, and he looks good doing it, and, and he's leading the other guys on the team, and, and uh, we'll see if that translates. He's, just, he's a great kid, and he's, got, he's had a smile on his face a lot more than he did the last couple of years. Tim Fitzgerald, uh, publisher of GoPowerCat.com, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. So, uh, Tim, what is what is the shadow of Bill Snyder like right now around this program, or is it one of those things where we're not going to get a, a, a real feel of that until games get underway in the fall? Well, you know, there, there's always that period of transition between a new staff and the old staff in which there's a mingling of ideas, disciplines, um, that can be really beneficial or it can be traumatic. Um, uh, we saw beneficial when Bruce Weber came in and took over Frank Martin's program. Uh, he picked up the talent Coach Martin had, but also kind of the, the military-like discipline they had, and then he put all of his own ingredients into that, and they won a Big 12 championship in Bruce Weber's first year. And honestly, I think the sum of those parts was greater than it would have been if Frank Martin had remained. He was able to give them something they lacked. Uh, and they thrive with that. I think that might be true again with this group. Uh, again, the depth isn't what they need to do, have that compete at this level uh, on a consistent basis because injuries pile up. Uh, but I, I think this, this coaching staff is going to give them uh, some things that they were lacking from the previous staff. Uh, it has just become, you know, unfortunately, just become too much treachery to play football at Kansas State. Uh, and But that, uh, there was also a lot of discipline. A lot of attention to detail, a lot of hard workers. Some of those things that Bill Snyder targeted uh, really are the exact same things Chris Kleiman wants in players. He had in players at North Dakota State, and now he's inherited, and I think it's a real positive. Mm-hmm. Tim Fitzgerald joining us, Go Power Cat. And, you know, Tim, as, as you follow Coach Kleiman, I know he's only had one recruiting class. I know as that first recruiting class is not a real testament to what this staff can do, especially with an early signing period now. It becomes very difficult for a new staff to come in. But how do you how do you see him taking this program in a different direction recruiting-wise, if at all, or is it still going to be, you know, JUCO route mixed with some, uh, you know, local kids, whatever they can kind of get in there? Yeah, that's you know, – we're going to find out. I, I'm, unfortunately, it's it's kind of hard to tell right now. They're really taking a shotgun approach to things. Uh, you see them in Illinois. You see them in California. You see them over here and over there. Now, the good news is it is a fantastic year for recruiting in the state of Kansas. They'll tell you it's always a good year because they're going to really hit Kansas City and Kansas uh, extremely hard. Uh, and then radiate out. They're going to be in Nebraska and Missouri and Colorado and – Oklahoma, and of course, Texas, but uh, they still got some stomping grounds out there, you know, in that upper Midwest area where they recruited, and 
and now they're looking to California a little bit more. We're, we'll we'll see how the recruiting thing plays out, uh, but I think they'll be very rare uh, in the JUCO ranks, and and really looking at a bunch of high school guys that uh, are going to come in and, and get some playing time. This I think there'll be a staff that really uses this new rule that came into last year, where you can play four games and maintain your redshirt. I think we're going to see a lot of that going on. And you think that actually turns into a benefit or it might hurt the uh, the whole idea of Juco transferring if you can get that redshirt out of a guy but still playing four games, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, they, they brought in a Juco player and Jonathan Alexander, a safety, and they love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, everyone now has started to delve into the Juco ranks. Uh, so you can't just go handpick guys like Bill Snyder was able to do in the late 90s and and get guys like Michael Bishop and Jeff Kelly and Darnell yeah. McDonald and on and on. Uh, there's a lot of competition for those guys, and um, I, I think uh, you'll see you'll see this development program that was so important to Bill Snyder. Going to go find local kids, and Kansas kids develop more slowly because of the rules of the high school system. That's just well known. Uh, and you know, next thing you know, you've you've got a guy like Wyatt Hubert who is a you know redshirt sophomore now. Uh, looks like an NFL-ready body, and, and the coaches are just blown away by him. So those guys are out there, and, and they're going to continue to recruit those guys. He's Tim Fitzgerald. Go Power Cat, Tim. Uh, really appreciate some time out of you. Thanks so much, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. Awesome work there from Tim Fitzgerald. GoPowerCat.com. Check those guys out. Always good to have them on. And we appreciate you joining us. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We appreciate that and appreciate you. And you know what? If you do it, we'll send you a free koozie. Email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon.